Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicars.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is about a company whose service all you listeners might have used at least once if not every day. Uh, it's known for its prompt service. It has got an exhaustive database. It is referred to as an offline Google of sorts, but it's much more than that. Investors love the company. It's a profitable one whose market capitalization went up by some 170% recently when the Sensex rose only by 33%. And Shravan Bhatt, the senior correspondent at Forbes India, explored all of this when he wrote this cover story about Just Dial. It's on the cover. Hi, Shravan. Thanks for joining in. Hi, Bishik. Thanks for having me. And before we get started about Just Dial, can you briefly explain what Just Dial is all about for the uninitiated? Because if you are stranded on a street, if you've got to go to some place, you call this company and they tell you the address and the number. If you want to go watch a movie, they can even send you details on what movies are playing and uh, which theaters are playing, the timing. Tell us what Just Dial is about. So it's slightly different than a regular search engine like Google. Just Dial is what's called a local search service. So as you mentioned, if you're looking for the number of a restaurant or if you're looking for the address of a car repair shop in your local neighborhood, I think most of us Indians would have remembered the 8888 number that we could dial and ask the operator at Just Dial. They would either read it out to us or they would SMS it to us or uh, increasingly now we are able to access it on the mobile app and online. So in a nutshell, JustDial is a local listings service and now they are making a foray into uh, a number of new businesses. So I think two main things. First is to look at JustDial's founder and their head, which is Mr. VSS Money and to understand the kind of entrepreneur that he is and how his values have trickled down and really driven the company. And the other aspect was to look at Just Dial post the IPO of uh, last year and uh, to try and see how they want to turn the company from being purely a local search company to being one that lets you not just search for a local business, but also interact and even transact with that business. So Just Dial going from being just a local search engine to also being an e-commerce company. Right. So let's start with the first one, Mr. Money. Now, how does he perceive Just Dial to be? Now, it is his brainchild. He had had a failed venture back in the early 90s when he started. Was it Just Ask? It was Ask Me. Ask Me. Ask Me. I think he started that in 1989. And uh, even before starting that, he was uh, working uh, with the equivalent of the Yellow Ages. He had this idea and he had the experience, but when he first started, and I think that's one of the interesting threads of the Just Dial story, is that the story has kind of evolved as India's telecom infrastructure has evolved. So when he started Ask Me in 1989, I think, it was pre-liberalization. The telecoms infrastructure was simply not there to have a voice-based telephone directory. It was only in 96 when he started Just Dial, that privatization had taken place in telecoms India and as Just Dial evolved, it clung on to the coattails of the Indian telecom story. So once SMSs began to get big and once the, the average cost of each call in India came down, he launched the SMS service in 2004. Once 
broadband internet became big. He launched his website in 2007 and then the mobile app in 2011. He seems to be a kind of entrepreneur. It's always looking ahead to see what next big trend is and then trying to tailor his business to go where the users are eventually going to go. He seems to have been there at the right time. Where does he want to take this company now after the IPO. All said and done, about 8% of Indians surf the web. In terms of numbers, it's still a lot, but percentage-wise, it's not there yet. We know what Just Dial is about, but where does he want to take it ahead? He wants to move the image away from being a voice-based or an SMS-based service. In 2010, I think internet searches exceeded voice and SMS searches. And then, if I'm not mistaken, last year, Mobile searches, meaning searches from smartphones, overtook voice and SMS services. He wants to take advantage of the fact that more and more Indians are accessing the Internet for the first time through their mobile phone. And so he wants to build the app that can be the one-stop shop for everything. So if you want to book a movie ticket online, you can do it through the app. If you want to find a car battery, you can do it through the app. Once you find a flower shop, let's say, he wants to make it very easy for a user who is accessing the JustDial app to actually order the flowers through the app and then pay cash on delivery to the vendor himself. And it's interesting because it makes a break from the Amazon model of e-commerce. I found that to be an intriguing aspect of the story that he's trying to move into a space which is very hot at the moment, but to do it in a slightly different way. And also the fact that what Amazon and Flipkart will never have is the abundant information that Just Dial will have about one person. For example, I need not buy a gym membership, but even if I ask that where is Talwalkar gym once, and if I need to have a phone number of it, next time I call up for an iPhone dealer close to my house, and then let's say a car dealership now, so they know vaguely what kind of a person I might be and they can use this information in trying to sell me the right kind of product and they ask you to rate the service of the company that you had inquired the last time that you called Just Dial. Are they moving at a place where they are going to mine all this data and try and figure out a way to make money off it? They have to. I mean, we need to remember that Just Dial's actual paying customers are the vendors. I think they have somewhere near 15 million vendors signed up. And why does a vendor sign up and actually pay money to Just Dial? They pay it so that they can get a premium listing. So that when I search for an iPhone dealer in my neighborhood, the vendor who has paid for a premium listing gets listed right at the top of the list. So how as a business can I make my customers happy? Well, I can give them high quality leads. I can actually provide a platform for a local dealer who is very, very strong in what he does, but who may not have the kind of marketing or visibility that a nationwide dealer may have, I can be that kind of marketing platform for him. A consumer can buy directly from him, but he will pay me 1% or 2% of that transaction fee. If you tally that up over millions and millions of dealers that they have, even if a fraction of those dealers are able to transact through them, it could be a really, really good revenue stream in the future particularly as the income from the actual core listings business might begin to taper off in the next few years. He seems to have ticked the right checkboxes over the last few years after having a topsy-turvy ride in the beginning. So what explains that? A visionary entrepreneur is 
only as good as the team that can help him execute his ambitions and there have been people who have stayed with him for a long time i read in your story some senior management is, is there for 15 years 12 years is executive assistant for 8 years so can you just tell us from your interactions with the company what explains that he has been able to execute his plan so well two things i think first if you look at the core management team many of them are still there the first employee is still there who even joined i think in 95 before the business was incorporated senior team knows that they have the freedom to try new things and they will get the support when they try those things and i think crucially when he sees that an idea is not working they are able to very quickly cut their losses and move on can you give an example where an ambitious plan failed flat on the face and they just is it all right let's dust ourselves off and move on so look at their core business of subscription right from vendors they always used to charge a flat fee so maybe 60000 rupees a year for a premium listing they said since the actual value that we are giving to the vendor is a lead why don't we charge them based on the leads that didn't work out and they found that the quality of signups there was not very good and i think within a few months they just exactly and they went back to what they did best um i think that 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 you know that is something which had has, has helped them in the early stages let's not forget that this is not a company which was flush with funds right from the start he likes to always remind you that he had to rent chairs and he had to rent wiring and he had to wait a year before he could actually buy his his first telephone lines i think the turning point is probably 2006 when they got saif as their first uh, institutional investor on board and since since then tiger global they got sequoia and i think that those inputs have also been really valuable they aren't a startup they almost 20 years into business and, and 9000 employees if i remember exactly. correctly yeah and he he still finds time to write a screenplay for his wife who's making a movie is what you write so he does a bit of everything now last one the expectations from the shareholders will be pretty high and so will it be from the investors what are some of the challenges immediate ones that he will foresee most investors understand that the e commerce play is a more long term one that is probably a big challenge because india has got very strong e-commerce companies across many of the verticals that they want to get into you know if you want to get into groceries you've got big basket and zop now and all the others if you want to get into online food delivery they are they're already there he's tied up with make my trip he's tied up with uh, bookings.com he's tied up with redbus who are all very strong players in their space already so why as the user would i go to just dial when i could just go to red bus understanding where the e enabling play is going to do well i think that that would also be the the challenge but the advantage for them is that they don't need to invest significantly to scale up that business because as you mentioned they've already got 9000 employees they've already got a huge team for everything from customer service to data gathering i think he's getting he's looking at hiring another 1700 people for feet on the street which is their force which kind of goes out and maps where where all of these new businesses are probably the third and final big challenge for them is uh, international expansion he wants to make this a global company most of the investors and analysts that i spoke to said that there is a very heartening calculated risk taking culture there that they they aren't jumping into very expensive the national acquisitions they are taking their time and they are analyzing the best way to go forward
exciting times ahead. I hope we get to read about them and you follow these guys closely. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Shravan, for your time. Thank you, Abhishek. All you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you from Forbes for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818. Thank <laughs> you.